and we're live? We think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Well, good. It's Wednesday night, and we are at 1914 Tradesville Boulevard in San Jose, California. Welcome to those that are joining us by way of Periscope. We're having a few uh, technical difficulties with our bandwidth connection. So if we waver, we apologize in advance. If we're live, we apologize in advance. And uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. So Lord, we thank you for tonight, and we thank you for the opportunity to be able to have a conversation and to, to chat and to move in the things of God uh, on this Kingdom 202 night. I thank you for the, uh, the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for uh, how you perfect the things that concern us. We thank you for uh, all of the different things that you're doing tonight. I thank you for those that are able to hear, for those that are catching us on whatever it, um, forms of media it happens to be. And we thank you, Father, for just everything. I thank you for the support group. I thank you for faith in the house. I thank you that there's nothing to be nervous about. We always have a wonderful time when we do these kind of things. So we'll get started in Jesus' name. Amen. What's going to happen tonight as we're uh, dealing, uh, I guess you could say dealing or addressing the issues that we're having, technically speaking? is that I'm gonna have an, a guest, and it's one of our own ministers here in the house, and he's gonna be talking to us about some of the things that are unlocked for him in terms of kingdom finance and things of that sort. Before we get to that, I have a few orders of business to take care of, but I don't wanna to take too much time because I want Minister Al to be able to, to, uh, to come on board. So, let me see. The first thing I wanted to say, is to those that have submitted their book uh, drafts, which are three of you, I wanna say thank you very much. And to the rest of you, you're not off the hook. You still need to get it done. So we will, I'm gonna be giving back individual feedback to the people that have written and, and turned things in and to everybody else. I want you to understand something. When you get a kingdom assignment, you don't get to quit. You have to finish. So. That's what this is about. We're teaching, this was for Kingdom 101. Now that we're in Kingdom 202, it has a slightly different flavor to it. It gets a little tougher because that's the kind of thing that we, we are uh, doing. I wanna ask if there anyone has any questions pertaining to either past, uh, this past Sunday or anything that would be relevant to our conversation, something that you were pondering in the back of your mind or anything of that sort that you want to ask, this is a good time to go ahead and, and pose your questions. So, were you raising your hand because you had a question? I did. Oh, how neat, I like that. Our own Crystal Kemp is in the house tonight, and that's so cool, she has a question. Um, it was mentioned Coming up towards the mic, babe. You can still make your way up here because they'll be able to hear you Sunday, uh, I believe the state, I, I don't know how the statement went, but bottom line it was, 
um, you have to hate where you're at in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so, if there's areas in your life where you're, I know for lack of a better word, stagnant, and you don't necessarily hate those areas, how do you get to hate them? That's a good question. The statement Dr. Baker had actually made is, if I don't hate my old life, how can I leave it? That's it. Okay? If I don't hate my sin, how can I live without it? And so, those, which I, thanks for asking, because that's exactly what I'm going to be keying in on, on Sunday, yeah. along with everything else, but, <coughs> excuse me. The answer to the question, in a nutshell, if I don't, if you hate your old, um, you love what God loves, you hate what God hates. The old life, what is there to love about it? Honestly, when we have the conversation about the past, when you have the conversation about all the past pain, the conversation about all the past mistakes, the conversation about all of the uh, accusations, the conversation about your failures, the conversation uh, or the memories or the torment or whatever it happens to be about what you used to be, what is there in that old life to love? Talk to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess the question may be a little different because what I'm, it's not that you love um, the old life, at least that's not what, how we're seeing it. It's just those, you have areas that <clears throat> it just seems like you keep going around the same circle. Mm -hmm. You want to be, you want to hate it, but you really, you don't. So I'm saying, how do you get past that to where you really? That's where we, we're talking about destroying internal passivity. Okay. That's precisely what this is. It's being passive about something that is kicking your tail. Mm -hmm. It is that thing where you, you've seen mm -hmm. the children that were, I, I'm not talking about in today's society, but back, let's say 25, 30 years, when they were being mistreated on the schoolyard and they would come home and be sad because Somebody was mean to them. I'm not talking about the bullying that we see today, but I, I just, just in general, people that were, they call themselves bummed out because this terrible thing is happening or that's happening, and they may even get dramatic and say something like, "I hate my life," but they don't hate it enough to change it. The question that you're asking is actually passive, because the decision has not been made that I will get rid of these things. The, the short answer to your question is you make a decision that you're going to get this out of your life. Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. You know, He says, Paul said, I forget about everything that was before, and I press on for, for the upward call. You know, my, one of my favorite scriptures in this season uh, comes from uh, the word where he said, Galatians 2.10, I believe is where I'm going to go, um, that he... Let me find this. That really is the short answer. Mm -hmm. It's a decision. Everything that we have, when we decided that we were going to enter into the kingdom of God, we chose Jesus. We did not get hit over the head and told, be, uh, somebody told us, you're going to be saved and that's all there is to it. That didn't happen. Okay? What happened to us is that we made a choice to seek him, to, <coughs> excuse me, um, to let him in. And when we made that decision to let him in, 
things started to change. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Um, so therefore, what, what else happened to us is that you had to choose to start walking the walk with God. You had to choose to go to church or to read your Bible. You have to choose to believe what the Bible says. In everything that we do, um, we have to make a choice. It, it's a choice. You People choose to be depressed. People choose to, to stay the same no matter how many times God tells us, I want you to... Um, I want you to give that up, right? I want you to stop, or I want you to move forward in, in, what I, in what I've called you to. And people choose over and over again not to. You see it in any, any congregation, any, uh, you, if you've ever counseled anybody and you try to tell them, okay, listen, you can, you can change, you can do this, you can do that. And they go, yeah, I, I think I can, but you, know, you don't really understand that it, it, it happens, this happens, or, or I just, I, I don't know, I'm not able to, I'm not able to push past things. That's not true. Romans 8, 2, what does it say? I'll give you a hint, the law of. <laughs> say it loud. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Well, go ahead on out. James wow. Very good. That's exactly what it says. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So anything that we are passive about that allows us to stay mired in sin, that allows us to stay in bondage, that allows us to keep being sad, that allows us to keep finding reasons not to win, is a choice. The Bible says choose life. I lay before you blessings and curses. Choose the blessing. Choose life so that you can move forward. So now let me ask you a question. How are you processing what I just said? So what I hear you say is a choice. You're gonna have to speak up soon. So, <clears throat> so what I hear you saying is a choice. So all I have to do, and when I say all I have to do, is all I have to do is say, um, I'm sick of, this is it, no more. Do you have the authority to do that? Yes. Okay, but then I always what would thought, stop you from doing it? Me, I guess. Um, I'll, okay, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Because I was looking for the feeling of I'm sick and tired instead of the decision of I'm sick and tired. Okay, yeah, I got it. it. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. The Bible says that we are not carnal. We are spiritual. So why would you look for a feeling, a flesh experience to get you to a spiritual place? Honestly, I just saw it when I said it. That's an awesome way to say it. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to say it louder because the people that are listening are not. What did she say exactly? Okay, well, <laughs> I just got it as I said it to you. I didn't see it before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I, I don't want to, okay, Lord, how do I break through this? 
how do I get sick and tired of the same thing? But it's, and I was looking for the feeling that I'm sick and tired, I'm done, mm -hmm. instead of making the decision of saying it and then walking in it. Exactly. Thank you. Did you come to Jesus? And this is how you, you look at it. Did you come to Jesus because I felt? That might be what you think, but it actually, your feelings, if you've made a decision for uh, salvation based on how you felt, mm -hmm. you didn't stick. It's easy to pull you away. It's easy, the Bible talks about how he said, I will labor for you until Christ is formed in you. Because there are many people that go, yeah, I, they, I have known individuals that tell me that when they first thought that they were born again, they kept coming up to the altar week after week. Every altar call, they were tripping right on up there to get saved again. Because they didn't think it stuck. Because they were thinking that they need to feel saved. And they're thinking that you need to feel good that you need to feel clean, that you need to feel. And the kingdom is not about that. And I'm not saying that our emotions and our feelings don't have part to do with it, but they've been lying to you all along. Yeah. 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 You see, so that's really good, Crystal. I like that. We'll, we have to use, we'll use that one on a slide sometime. Yeah, if you're waiting to feel sick and tired before you become uh, over this thing. I, I don't like the expression sick and tired, but I get it. But if you are waiting to feel, or I should say hate. Yeah, if you're waiting to feel hatred, if you're waiting for any emotion, emotional leading to get you to obey God, you're being led by your feelings. You are not being led by the spirit. And you have authority over your emotions. But this way, if we're waiting for something, we're, telling, we're saying that we're allowing our emotions to have precedence or to lead us. I just got it. Thank you so much. I love much. it. That's a great question. Anybody else? Any other questions? Okay. Well, um, Minister Al, you were uh, headed towards the mic to say something, so why don't you just come on up? Come on. He's very excited about being here. <laughs> I thought that that was, that, that is really, really an excellent question. I mean, it, it was it was perfect. So it was just absolutely perfect. Okay. So this is um, for those that are joining us online. This is my brother, as well as uh, one of our extra special ministers, Alfred Walthall. You can come sit closer to me. I don't have a baby. And even if I did, you could rebuke him. So. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. You don't get to be both sound person and he's, he's usually the sound for one of our sound people. So yeah, just stick it right here. Nice shirt, by the way. You look pretty good. You're welcome. I'm trying to get him to come to workouts with me, and I have I talked him up and told him come come spend the night like on a Thursday night, and then you can go to the gym with me on Friday. And he's always got a reason. Okay. And you remember. But she thinks of me still with her 28 year old brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than I think of you as a decrepit 69 year old or something, boy. Be happy. You remember, I used to do that. All I did was work out every day, you know, uh, be seen with me, but I got older. <laughs> <laughs> my brother used to be, my brother was my um, part 
partner, I used to sell, you know, those home parties, lingerie home parties and stuff, and I used to sell that kind of stuff, and I've shared parts of this before, and so he, he saw it as a money maker, and he thought that he would get in this business with me. Now, he was, uh, you were older than 28, but, um, but he was considered to be, they thought he was really good looking, these women did, and so we would go do these parties. He made a lot more money than any of the women, because he'd hold up the lingerie and he would go, who oh, isn't this beautiful? I don't know what those people were thinking. I'm not gonna concern myself with it. All I know is that he made what, what we thought was a very good night was a $500 party because that meant that you earned $100 and you know increased your sales and, and got promoted upward. He was doing 700, 800, $1,000 parties. The average party was $225 and that's what I did, average party. Alfred would do these really big ones, right? And he was this buff, good looking guy. Uh, at least that's what all those women kept telling me. So <laughs> I, it, was, it was a little hard to take. And your brother is so good looking. And I, I really couldn't get my face around that. You know, I kept saying, who are you talking about? <laughs> and they would point to him, it's like, wow. That's weird, you know, to, to hear things like that. See, my sister, of course, it's gonna be weird for her. <laughs> she, she had no attraction at all. No, she couldn't, see, you know, couldn't even comprehend, comprehend that, you know, like what? And she told me, and I go, what? Because <laughs> I didn't know you. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny stuff. Well, and the other thing that we were partners in, besides lingerie, back in the just like we were talking about early, early days of, of salvation and learning what the Word of God said. And he had a way of picking up stuff. He'd see things um, in the Word and just say, let's just try it. And so he was my partner in adventures. We were the only two students at our church in the Glad Tidings School of Evangelism. <coughs> only two of us, the only two. And when we went out street witnessing, he did interesting things to get people's attention. And he would, I mean, just actually be able to engage in, in, in things. And I was just awestricken because it was like, wow, how did he make it look so easy? You know, where I was like, in those days, it, it, before I found my flow, I was like, do you want to receive Jesus? Because if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> It's like my outgoing personality, you know? What outgoing personality? <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it easy for me, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm friendly, easy to, you know, make friends and stuff. And I just, you know, didn't have a problem with talking to people. That's all. And she, knew, she didn't either, but, you know, she just afraid she was going to say the wrong thing. Yeah, one guy I won because I almost ran him over. And I said, if you died, would you have, met, would you have gone to hell? Well, then you need to meet Jesus right now. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be responsible for sending you to hell. <laughs> Do it for me. <laughs> so, I had, to, I had those kind of things. But he had a way, and still does, of seeing things in the Word that you would look at and go, how did you get that? You know, what angle were you looking at? And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, as you know, our apostle was out of town. I filled in for her in Biblical Solutions um, Session 2. Minister Dury filled in for me in Biblical Solutions Session 1. And Minister Al filled in for Minister Dury in the, um, the opening and the offerings and so yeah. forth. And one of the things that you said, which came out of Matthew, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that he, when he said to us that when Jesus got in Peter's boat, that Peter's boat changed kingdom. I just thought it was amazing. So tell us where we should be going. 
with the leave of Matthew 5. I hadn't been there for a little bit. It was Luke 5. Luke 5, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. It was not Matthew, I'm looking at that. Luke 5, yeah. thank you. <laughs> See what I mean? People were paying attention to what you said. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you straight out, because it was painful. Uh, the first couple of times you were doing the offering, mm -hmm. and we were just sitting there like, oh dear God, how long does 15 minutes actually last? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, for him to get through it, it was painful for you. It was painful for us. And, you know, but because everybody loves you, yeah. um, we want you to do well. So when you actually said something that was worth listening to, <laughs> I said, it's only sister can. This is not a pastor. This is a sister. It was like, not only did you say something worth listening to, you said something that I think engaged. I, I saw the atmosphere in the, in the room. You said something that got everybody's attention. And everybody's sitting there like, we need to hear more of this. That's exactly the way it was when the Apostle Paul was talking to them in, um, in uh, what was it, Greece? Yes. And he, at Ephesus, I think it was, and they said, we'll hear more of this. He's talking about the unknown God, and he's talking on these different things. And the people said, we'll hear more on this matter. So that was the same thing that we had. And as I told you, I have a challenge for you, but why don't you go ahead and share, and then we'll, um, how, it, how it hits you or some of the same stuff you wanted to share. Well, I've given this assignment to do these uh, this, uh, offering, tithe and offering Bring stuff. I think we're pretty loud, huh? We always think we're loud. Okay, and uh, I was looking at some stuff, and actually some stuff that you had given me, and we're talking about the kingdom of God. Because you know, all we talk about is kingdom. The kingdom of God is very, you know, prominent in this house. That's all we preach, you know, it's the kingdom of God. So when I saw this, it was talking about, you know, uh, giving. It was talking about releasing the kingdom of God in your life, you know, releasing it you know, through faith. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm in the kingdom of God. I call myself a kingdom citizen. You know, I say uh, I'm in faith. But I started looking at things, and I said, well, this is not the kingdom that I really, you know, thought I knew. Because I started seeing things differently. I started studying it a little more. And the, the, the um, statement that I made about, you know, it being uh, actually changing kingdoms was something that I heard you say. I had one and looked at that, and, and it was like, well, you had said it. I guess you don't remember saying it, but I heard you say it before. And I said, well, I'm going to look at that, you know. And so as I was studying some of the stuff about uh, Jesus when he's teaching, and just go look at this. I think we'll read it really, really fast here. Is it Luke 5? Yeah. You're looking at, just start at verse 1. It's to ask the people pressed, to, pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats uh, beside the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He entered one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to thrust it out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the people from the boat. But he was, Jesus was a teacher. That's what he did. And that's what I found out also that when he was when he was not only ministering to the people, but when he ministered to the disciples, he was teaching them and everything that he did. He didn't waste you know, the opportunity to, to help people learn about the kingdom. And you know, the first thing that he was thinking was the kingdom. And as, as we go, I'll show you some of that. He said, um, when he had finished speaking, we're looking at verse 5 now here. 
Look, it's verse 4 still. He had, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down the nets for a catch. And say, that was, that was Simon answered him, Master, we have worked all night, have not caught a thing. But at your word, I will let down the net. These are very important things. But in verse, verse 6, when he let down or had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was tearing. So he signaled to his partners in the other boat to come and help him, to help them. And they came to fill their boat so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful, a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished. Astonished, don't forget that word, at the catch of which they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, from now on you will catch men. And um, the thing that he was teaching them, and he, and he was always teaching, as I said, and Jesus saw that, um, you know, that he got a word of knowledge, actually, when he told them where to go fishing. And I wondered about that myself. <laughs> like, well, how did Jesus know that fish was over here? He said, tell them, cast out your net to go into the deep end. You know, so this is another principle that we need to, uh, we need to get a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord to tell us, you know, how to do our thing. You know, if you're in a business, if you have a business, if you have a job, which most of us do, and if you have anything that you want, uh, kingdom involvement, which I imagine everything, I learned that everything in my life now, I want to be a part of the kingdom, I want to give kingdom access. Because what I've learned is the only way that we will prosper, the only way we will be successful, is to ask to uh, invite God, God's kingdom in. The kingdom, like you just saw, what it was uh, Tony Mason, and uh, what the kingdom is all you need. Caleb, Caleb and John. Yeah, it's everything. All that I need is your kingdom. And, I, and that song was always uh, a minister to me. So, you know, as I learned more about the kingdom and what it means, because I was reading here, and I wanted to go back to that. When he had finished speaking, he launched out into the deep and let down your nets. In other words, uh, Jesus told them where to go fish because they had fed fish all night and hadn't caught anything. But Jesus got this word from heaven. He said, go over there, go over there, and that's where you'll find your fish. And basically, they went over there, and they got caught so many fish that they were astounded, it said. So, and the question is, uh, have we been astounded lately by anything that God did for us? You know, I said, well, I had to be honest and say, well, I was surprised a little bit. <laughs> Wasn't astonished. <laughs> Any blessing to me, you know, is, is a good thing, you know. So I don't count anything as small. So, you know, to say I was astonished, though, I'm like, you know, was I astounded? You know, that's our name, astounding love, right? So we should be experiencing astounding things all the time. People should be astounded by us. The love of God coming through us, flowing through us. So I thought about this. They said they were astounded. Everybody with them, every one of them was astonished. Because of the amount of fish that they caught. They caught so many fish, their boats began to sink. Now this is the thing that happened when I said about the kingdom being changed. When Jesus got into the boat, you know, he had asked Simon, you know, basically let me, let me borrow your boat. And so I can go here and teach these people, preach to these people. But when he let them have it, that's the point. Jesus took the boat. 
the point that it changed kingdom was at the time that Jesus stepped in. He had given him permission. So he gave him permission to take the boat. So therefore the boat, <coughs> pardon me, the boat changed kingdom. So anything, I find, what I found is anything that we have when we give to God, it changes kingdom. If you dedicate to God, ask God, God, I want you in this, I want, I want to get a word from you how to do this business. I want to get a word from you how to treat these people on my job. I want to get a word from you. You know, throughout my day, I ask God, you know, God, what should I do about this? Because, you know, ain't always the holy thing you think of first. <laughs> and people are watching you. That's what I learned. You know, people watch you. You call yourself a Christian. I said, no, I don't. I call myself a kingdom citizen. Anybody call themselves a Christian. What's a Christian mean? It could mean whatever your thought of a Christian is. You know, it don't mean it necessarily the holy thing or, you know, the righteous thing. It ain't Jesus all the time when people say Christian. They talk about that faith thing. You know, you're not faith, but whether you are really spiritual. Yeah. But there's a lot of spirits around. You know, so that ain't no big thing. It's not always a good thing either. So I don't want to be called a Christian. I learned that, you know, don't call me a Christian. I'm a kingdom citizen. Because Christians, anybody call themselves, not anybody, but a lot of people that don't even believe in Jesus necessarily call themselves Christian. Well, my family's Christian. I was raised, you know. But do you, have, do you know Jesus? Do you have that personal relationship with the Lord? So just saying I'm a Christian, you know, everybody has a different view of what it is. It's sort of like when Paul was there and, 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 and they told him, you know, he, he said, well, you know, to the unknown God, yes. that's the one I want to tell you about. You know, because they had all these different things that they believed in, but they did not know Jesus. They wanted to cover the basis. So I want to ask you something, um, because you make a really great statement when you say, um, I tell them I'm not a Christian, I am a kingdom citizen. And you earlier you said, you know, it was interesting that as you were studying, you realized that how you saw the kingdom and the, the, that you were talking about, <coughs> that as you have had to change how you think. So in terms of being a kingdom citizen, and in terms of uh, how you're thinking, are you striving to be the citizen that fits the description of the kingdom, or, <coughs> or doing something different? Well, I tell you what, it's really challenging. <laughs> like I said, I've gotten to the place that I know I can't do it myself. And I've been a believer for a long time, a so-called Christian a long time, and so, this kingdom, you know, even though I've heard it, I remember when Miles Monroe was teaching about kingdom, you know, I heard about it, didn't hear it this way, you know, I heard it differently. Uh, but I wasn't making it a part of my life, I, I wasn't living, you know, the life that I live now. So I, I feel that now, it's gotten to the place that um, I have to have kingdom or nothing. It's the most important thing to me in my life. Someone asked me, I think it was my doctor, I was at a doctor's appointment. And she always said, Mr. Walker, you're not serious about your health. So if I don't want to take any medicine, she wanted to give me. You know, and she don't want to do this and do that. And I said, well, you know, I'll just trust God. You mean if I lose weight, if I did this and that and eat differently, I still have to take these medicines? Well, if you're going to do all that, no. But you're not doing that. I said, well, I will. <laughs> and, and I let it, you know. And, but anyway, I have a joke. You know, she left, you know. I said, I hope she'll leave because of me. You know, because I was a terrible patient. I know I was, you know, but I tell her, you know. So she asked me one day, what's the most important thing in your life? And I thought of him and I said, I have to say God. So she looked at me like, well, I know God's important, but what's next? 
Well, you know, he, he's on every part of my life, so, you know, I, I really don't have a next, I don't think, that I can think of, you know. Nothing's more important to me than my faith in God. And she was, like, astonished by that, you know. But um, she was a very good doctor, don't get me wrong, but I was a terrible patient. <laughs> you know, but I never wanted to take, she wanted to put me on this mess and that mess. Every time you go to the doctor, you want to put, so I said, no, I don't want to take that. I believe God, you know, that I can do without it, so. But, you know, it's not a thing of rebellion either because I told her, you know, you're a great doctor. She would take time with me and everything. So it got to the place to make the kingdom a, a, a part of everything, you know, is my determination. And uh, I've learned uh, from these lessons, just looking at this stuff with the, with the boat, it changed the kingdom, how they, they talked about them being partners. That's why they, he called them over. Because mm -hmm. when, when the thing about partners, I never saw either just kind of here like this. Uh, partners with ministry and stuff, that when you become a partner, like uh, Simon and Peter and all those guys, fishermen, were partners in the business. So when Simon and Peter got blessed, that's why the other boat, they had to call the other boat because they had to get blessed too. Everybody got an astonishing, astonishing amount of fish, you know, because they were partners in his business. So everybody's business changed kingdoms. It wasn't just Peter, uh, Simon Peter's boat, but all of the, all the fishermen that were partners with him. And that's what I learned just from that was, uh, you know, the, the blessing that we received from being partners with ministry, you know. And, and the thing is, that the same <coughs> blessing, the same grace that's on that ministry, you, we receive as being partners. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same type of thing that our apostle talked about. Oh, yeah. The same. So uh, here's an, I, I'm going to stick with that. You, you're giving me answers, but I think this is, and if anybody has questions, uh, please feel free. But one of the things is, would you say that if there was a time you were living the kingdom life, just because we have the slide, I have the, the slide, live according to the, key, the kingdom law of life, mm -hmm. but is that optional or is that required? Well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, uh, what do you say, fail, or if you're gonna stay faithful to God, we can't stay the same. I think it's required, I know it's required. You know, because if we, uh, we were talking about it before, before you went on, I think, you know, that if we, you know, it's the, the, the weight, it's the uh, importance, it's the, uh, the the character, it's everything that we have, you know, has to come into kingdom. And it flies in the, the uh, what's it called, biblical solutions for life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always astonished, you know, like, I go, well, who the heck can be saved? <laughs> it's just some, some real stuff, you know. It's like you can't you can't play, you know, church and, and live this life. You know, you got to, it's all in. What's that, uh, total emergency? Totally immersion, yeah, it's all it's totally immersion. That's what I found. You can't have you know, halfway do it. I don't want to halfway do it. That's what really surprised me. I want to know it all. You know, how, all I can learn about the kingdom and all that I can get in the giftings and everything that God has. Because you know, I feel like I haven't you know I haven't really been the, the man of God that I could have been if I had you know gotten serious about it earlier. You know, mm -hmm. I can relate to that. So let's go with this, because we're leading up to something I think kind of cool. You also made the statement, and we've all made these steps. Um, it's him that's sitting here, but I believe that much of what he's saying is things that you've heard others say or you or yourself may have said, expressed, or felt. He says, God is in every part of my life, and most of us would, would say that. That's something that we also talked about a little bit on Sunday. So my question for you is, uh, when you said that, did you realize that in most parts of your life he was passive, not active? <laughs> yeah. 
or rather you were passive right, right. about 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 that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's what's been happening with you since that? And when did you make that discovery and how? I don't know when. Well, I couldn't put a date on it necessarily, but it's been within the last three or four months, I think, mm -hmm. more than anything. Uh, because I found myself not being able to, um, find myself challenging my own thinking. That's what it was, you know. When people do stuff, you know, like, well, sometimes you want to react. I find myself now thinking, like, well, that's the devil. I am not going to say a word. And they be looking for a response. Sometimes, you know, waiting and damn you to say something, you know. So I've learned, you know, to hold my peace, so to speak. Lord, should I say this? What should I say? If I am going to answer, I'm going to use, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to tell me what to say. That's what I found. And I found that many times, you know, it, you know, it don't require response. You know, the devil's just trying to get you to fall into this, one of his tricks, you know? They say, put down the put you in a trick bag. <laughs> and I'm not going to fall for it. Because it's easy to do, you know? And I found myself saving a lot of faith, you know, by Holy Spirit telling me, you know, hold your peace. Because it ain't necessary to answer everybody. That's what I learned. People want to answer, well, what you got to say? I said what I had to say. Wait, you got something else to say? No. I don't need to say anything else. You know, what are you looking for? What do you want to fight? Or they want something that they want you to say something they want to hear you say. So I've learned, you know, and thank God for, you know, his grace to do that because it hasn't always been that way. You know, you want to fight, you know. I don't have a problem. Everybody here knows that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's not but it's different. It's different now. You know, I'm people think, you know, I tell people now, I think it was Sarah here recently, you know, she, we did something happen we in the car together. And I said, I don't fight. I said, you don't know me if you think I do. I don't fight with people. It's not worth it, because nobody wins the fight. No, no, not that kind. And, and that's all, that's totally flesh. You know, people want to get into the things, but you know. I think you have a question. <clears throat> there is a question for you. Okay. Frederick wants to know, um, have you had a vote that changed kingdoms? Have you had a vote that changed kingdoms? Yeah, uh, well, now this is, you talk about the vote, we can use the vote, using the vote as, you know, anything. Like I said, the vote could have been a job, you know, it just happened called business. The vote could have been, you know, even a church, you know. Uh, we didn't always teach kingdom. I remember when we came into kingdom, what, about 10, 20 years ago? I hear this thing, but yeah, the vote was just the symbolic of uh, representing the thing that came into the kingdom. Because once the vote came into the kingdom, the whole business, the whole thing, the partnerships and everything got blessed. So uh, the vote could be you know, your job. No, he's asking about you. Have you had something that was changed? Oh, yeah. That's actually going to be your challenge anyway, but go ahead. Well, you know, I've had some, 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 yeah, some good things, and uh, just to, just today, I think it was, or yesterday, one of them, this letter that from me, you know, I just had to be Holy Spirit asking me to open it, because I don't open that IRS letter, you know, I know what it's a bill, so I'm not going to open it, I don't want to see the bill, you know, and I just picked the gentleman, I'm looking at it, and, and Holy Spirit said, well, open it, I don't want to see it, and I opened it, and it was a refund, hello? A thousand dollar refund. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. 
But I owe them like twenty some thousand or twenty some hundred, so they kept it, you know. But still, off my tab. The blessing of the Lord. Because I'm thinking like, I wouldn't even look at it. Didn't even know I had it. I saw these checking, what, two or three months ago? And they sent me a thing saying, we don't know who you are. And then, you know, what do you mean you don't know who I am? I had to send them stuff proving I was who I said I was. And I've never had to do that before. I didn't know you even had, that was possible that it was. And I ended up, I guess, passing the test. So they released my taxes. Finally sent me a letter saying, you know, way back from like 2010, they sent me something. Well, I owe them some money. I said, two thousand, wasn't that too long ago? I'm thinking that's too long ago, isn't it? I think they have a seven year window, but anyway, when I got that one today, it really was just, you know, thank you, Jesus. It was just, you know. And and there's been some other things happening, you know, like uh and I know it has to be the kingdom because the principle is that I, I I've learned and not even, you know, uh, I wouldn't call myself even a, a Let's say, uh, no type of expert. You understand what I'm saying? That was the one kingdom principle was that, what was it, uh, like the, uh, what was the woman from um, in, in Samuel, Second Samuel? Then what's that lady? Her husband died and she had two sons. And, and so uh, she went to the uh, prophet, the widow from uh, wherever she was from. She was a widow and she had, you know, these people were going to come and take her son because she owed money. She was in debt. And, and uh, she went to the prophet and said, now what are you gonna do? And he looked at her and he said, you know, like, what do you have? <laughs> he said, what do you mean what do I have? We got nothing, don't you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my man, you know, my husband was a, a prophet. He was other prophets, you know, and he was faithful and now he's dead. And these people are gonna take his son because we owe money. So anyway, the long story short, uh, after, uh, after all that, she did say, what do you have? She said, I got uh, uh, some, what she had? She didn't really have nothing, but she told him, I have a bottle or something. And she went, and so he said, well, take that, go around, and ask people in your community, you know, basically in your neighborhood, who have bottles, just give, just give bottles. And you send your sons out and get bottles. So that's what they did. And they brought it back to the house, and, and he had told you that, start pouring the oil, because the little oil, you know, multiplied. That's what I found, you know, in the kingdom, it changed kingdoms. Well, this was back in the Old Testament mm -hmm. that this miracle happened. And I'm like, what? So I saw that differently. <laughs> you know, it's like, back in the Old Testament, this is Second Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings, amen. It kept, she kept pouring. Every time she poured, and then says she ran out of bottles. She had so much oil. You know, the oil, depending on what type it is, is pretty, you know, it's pretty expensive. But that was like, you know, it saved her from uh, having to sell her son. So, as you're saying, and you're talking about these different things, and the check, as you said, you listen to the Spirit of God. Can you imagine ignoring that? Or tearing it up? I don't want to hear from them. For all of the different things. I would have known. Yeah. I would have known. You would have known. But, but also, did you notice, because in the kingdom, you don't get to avoid things. And so here you are, you're looking at the outside of an envelope, and it says internal revenue or whatever it says on, mm -hmm. on there. And so you defaulted in your thinking mm -hmm. to a negative place. They never have anything good to say. They never send me anything. They always want more money. It's, the, it's a bill because it's the IRS, so it must be a bill. Yeah. And you went to a, a, a wrong place of thinking. 
But would you say that because you have chosen, and I'm asking, to start allowing the kingdom, I'm gonna say the oxygen of the kingdom, to enter into dead places, mm -hmm. that you were open to hear an instruction that you ordinarily would not have received. Yeah, I, I can't explain it, like a miracle that overcomes. Yeah, you, you were absolutely gobsmacked. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, why am I even looking at this thing? You know, the mail that was laying, uh, okay, well, I'm gonna open it, you know, and see what they're talking about, so I know I owe money. And so, um, it was just, you know, a surprise, because I didn't see it right at first. I'm, you go glance over, oh, so yeah, this is that. That's about being astounded. This is that, this is that. I was know. astonished. Yeah, I, uh, when I looked at it and thought it was a refund, yeah, I go, what? <laughs> you know, you know, I thought it was to tell me how much I owe. That's why I wasn't going to owe it, because I was interested in it, because how much I owe them, you know. <laughs> well, we can work on your integrity, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the thing, I pay them every month. They take it out before anybody gets it. Well, you know what? <laughs> Evidently, there's a debt that has been paid. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. stop saying it that way, would you please? I, I, we, want, we want to hear more stories. And this is what I, why I want him here. He, as, he's, as you know, um, we've got different things coming going on on Wednesdays. I'm actually going to teach Kiyum uh, to maybe twice a month. And then there's going to be some other things that are that are taking place where I have guests, and you know my my um, co-host will be rejoining me, <laughs> uh, which is Judge Connie, on um, at least once a month and things of that sort. Because we won't, we're teaching, but we're, we're we're teaching by living. By this is the experience of it. And then, as you know, also having Nicole on in a couple of weeks, and she's going to be talking about a different show. So, you know, some things, some other things that will be coming out of this ministry. But with you, I want you to, I, I want to give you kind of a, uh, an assignment, but it's also going to be an assignment that at the tail end of it, you will be giving us instruction. Because, you see, when you grab hold of a, a revelation, you say that I, that you heard that from me. And I, I remember telling him, I go, you know, it sounded kind of familiar. <laughs> and he said, I got it from you. And I said, but I didn't grab it. You see, you can say things, um, get over needing the credit for it. If you personally are not pursuing it, then let somebody get it so that they can extract from it what everybody needs so that we can all be blessed by it, you know. And so when you pulled that, you pulled something that is relevant to the overall message of this house, the words that are coming from, through God, from God, through our apostle, through all of us, through, through teaching. And, and so, what you, but you, you're talking about an extraordinary thing. And this is a joke when I say, oh, he, it's not a joke, but I love the word gobsmacked. It's spelled G-O-B-S-M-A-C-K-E-D, gobsmacked. What does it mean? It actually means astounding. Okay. It's just British, okay? okay. <laughs> and you, and I, so I just think it's a great word, right? Yeah. But here it is, that's exactly what you experience. And we too are like, sometimes people say dumbfounded, astonished, amazed. We want more experiences like that. Mm -hmm. And in, kingdom, in the kingdom, this is what it is. It's an expectation to be blown away. Uh, in a good way mm -hmm. by the intervention of the king because he desires 
First of all, he does, he wants to do great things through us, you know, he, but, he, but he loves to do things for us that enables him to do more through us as well. And so I think that part of it is the astonishing, the amazing, the miraculous, the wonderful, the, the, the moments where you get like a little kid and you're just like, do it again, daddy, do it again, you know, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. So you are, what we want you to do is we want you to be very deliberate about changing kingdoms. We want you to, uh, you said, God is in every part of my life. And so I'm like, okay, now, where in your life are you passive about God being there? It, it aligns with Crystal's question, which was uh, how, you know, when, you, when you're waiting for an emotion to lead you, and then she got the revelation by Holy Spirit to say, Crystal, I don't lead you by emotion. I lead you by my word. That's basically what you got. You, you're not carnal in it. If, when you want to win, when you want the kingdom established, it's not a carnal place. It always comes from the spiritual. It comes from the word. It comes from the supernatural realm because it's a manifestation of you and I as superhumans. <laughs> okay? So we want you to be superhuman, to manifest this in terms of, you, you've had, I, I, I know this without going into a lot, but you've had, oh, areas in, in terms of your health, yes, and you've been winning. You've had uh, areas, finance has been like knocking at you, but you're, this is your time to be the comeback kid. And since you received this word about the kingdom, I want to see you saying, letting him in or, or discovering in your business efforts, they've been so-so. Um, I talked about the back in years ago when we were doing the, the home parties, mm -hmm. and you did well, but you didn't have wisdom. All you had was a delight to have money and, and, a, and a lust for big toys, because he spent that money quick, okay. And um, you, you didn't have the knowledge but you had, and, and, and I want to say this to people, oh yes, I must have the anointing for it. You do have the anointing, because the Spirit of God is the anointing. Holy Spirit is the anointing, mm -hmm. and He's on the inside of us. Again, you're waiting for a feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the Spirit to move me. Why? Why? Move you out. Mm -hmm. I have to have an unction. I have to be led. You are led. But he leads you, he says, I will speak in your ear. I'll lead you in the way that you should go. I'm guiding you with my eye, guide you with my word. Read my word, spend the time talking to me, and then do it the way Jesus did it. Jesus didn't get unctions. He said, I do what I see my father do. So what does that tell you? He was looking. He was looking. And every person in this ministry operates in the seal, seal realm whether you do it regularly or whatever, but it's like the angels that you see, good. But they're there for a purpose, not just to be viewed, you know? It's like, why is this angel here? What Holy Spirit, what, what is this about? Or I see this scenario, or um, you're second guessing, and, 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 and when, we, when we go back into the, the, the comfortable, what we know to do and let the world solve the issues, Mm -hmm. Then we, I think we delay a lot of the kingdom manifestation. Mm 
Because the world does not have our answers. We have theirs. We have theirs. We're the answer for them. They're not the answer for us. We say it over and over, and we say it in different ways. Yeah. So you have, I'm going to challenge your thinking. You said, I've started to change my thinking. But what I want to say is, but have you been persistent about changing your thinking? Because sometimes what we are is episodic. This episode of life, I'll go ahead and let this happen. But then I'll just unwind and go back to life as I know it. That's not the kingdom. That's why I asked the question, is the kingdom optional? Because if we treat the kingdom as optional, then we actually think, okay, well, I don't need the kingdom here because I got it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not optional for me. That's not, I'm not, you know, I can't have it. I've tried it on my own, you know, I tried it my way. In. Many years I tried it my way. In. You know, just being a Christian, you know, I tried it my way. So being in the kingdom, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm never allowed to walk again, you know. Right. Just like a, like a, a, a toddler. So, all right, so I know that you're looking at life beyond your job. And you, we've talked about this a little bit, like, well, what am I going to do? You know, they say I can't retire because I don't have this, or this is this, or this is this. And um, so, I'm, yeah, you're a minister, on blast, without me going into all of the details. But this is a real relevant thing. So you need to... You need to replace an income. You need to excel in an area where it really what happens is you need to find out what your uh, go-to, um, let's go to Ephesians, not Ephesians. Is it Ephesians? Lord Jesus, help me on What is it? Huh? Just say it. What is it? I, if I knew what it was, I'd say it. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2. Okay. Let's go to Ephesians 2. And we're going to look at verse 10. And this was the scripture that, that I have told you. That this is one of my walking scriptures now. Where it says that God has made us, this is the God's word translation, what we are. He has created us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that he has prepared for us to do. This is the foreordained scripture. Uh, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in, walk in them. So what am I talking about? I'm not talking about predestination the way the world refers to it, where you have no choice. We're talking about the plans that God has for us, as he said in Jeremiah, as he says in Psalms, as he says in many places, I know what I want for you. I have a vision for your life, a purpose, a destiny, all of these types of things. And so therefore, everything that he has for us to do comes through Jesus Christ. I know the works of Christ that I want to accomplish through you. I know the miracles that I want to bring through you. I know the, the solutions for nations that I want to bring through you. This is what he's talking about, that each of us who lives this life, when we choose kingdom only and we completely sell out or full immersion or whatever you want, whatever expression is best for you, and we decide, you know what? As we heard on this morning's um, prayer call, when he, he's like, all of it, I want you to live my life. I want you to take on the life that I have. 
And I want it to be, to, you want, I want you to understand, what does God say, that I am absolute. Mm -hmm. That's the kingdom of life. That's the kingdom of life. He's absolute. Okay, so for you, this is an area where you have floundered, where you have talked about, well, you know, the different things we, we talk about, mm -hmm. because this is in quote, air quotes, they say. This is what they said. This is what they told me. This is what the paperwork says. This is what the, uh, do you know my medical report and my what I say about my words are not in agreement? Or what I say about my body, what I say about my health is not in agreement with what, what they printed out in black and white for me at the hospital? Yeah. So that's folded up and put in a drawer. I don't read it. Yeah, I read half of it one day and I started feeling depressed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I have this and this. And I mean, you know, it was like they just had a lot. I think they just checked stuff off. How old are you? So you should have this and you should have yep. this. And all these things should be wrong with you because chronologically, this is where you are. It's like, well, I don't agree with you. Yeah, well, I don't know what they had. You know, they had whatever they wanted. My mom, I'm going with my mama's. My, my daddy can have it. My mama don't. I'm going with my mom. You see, I mean, that's basically what I, what I had said. But, um, so what they're saying to you about your retirement, what they say to you about your options, what they say to you about what you what what you could possibly earn. I mean, if I read that social security letter people keep talking about, that ain't good reading. <laughs> yeah, they give you that annual report, but you know, I haven't worked in corporate America in a lot of years. And so my report is, is like, I think I get like 75 cents a month. <laughs> Maybe it was $23. And it was something ridiculous. I was like, I would never file the paperwork to get $23 a month. Unless I'm getting it. I was like, oh, so this is my $23 offering. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I, Put it in the key. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but the thing is, is that the world has numbers on you. The world has determined your value. Thank you for your service. I, I, I truly do mean that to our country because you were a Navy veteran. But you know, your time is over. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. And you work at the VA. It's like, well, that's your benefit right there, okay? There's something there that you're to do, something that you're to take away to be able to give the people that you're limited by by secular governmental rules. Mm -hmm. But that when you pull the kingdom part, when you release the kingdom part of you, that there, he works, uh, he used to work in the spinal cord area. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of injured individuals. And they have said, and even in the days when he was quite argumentative, or argumentative, um, that the veterans prefer him to anybody. Because there's a, there is a compassion. There is a, that healing ministry and all you know, those things that, that are there. Why don't you completely immerse yourself and find out what that is and start doing it so that you can come back and tell us how? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you can. Mm -hmm. I do say that. <laughs> is this about the VA? I don't know what it's about. There's, so I'm well, just I'm trying to understand what they're trying I'm to do. telling you, go find out what it is you're supposed to be doing that creates the income, that establishes the kingdom, that 
that causes you to give your boat over and let's find out what you haul in. Well, to be clear, I don't mind. <laughs> I sometimes I can. I have so many ideas coming. You got to call for clarity. I, I, yeah. I have no problem. Anybody have so, any questions for him? I wanted to say, you know, I think it's uh, it's amazing that you consider because you know, that's, I want to say my my prayer, but you know, that's a, yeah, that's very like, at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. You know, of uh, one thing I learned is that you can't find what you uh, what your ministry is until you, uh, you know, not running around with the money, you know, or got bills and got debt. You can't be free as long as you got debt and you got bills. So your ministry, your anointing, your calling really don't come forth until you, you know, establish. And in the business. Establish. I think in the faith, not only in the faith, but, you know, like you said, integrity all around, you know. And I know that's been a, a big one for me, you know, that, you know, even with uh, our pastor, you know, she would tell me, you know, well, you need to do this, and you know, your integrity is this and that. And I said, <laughs> I couldn't argue with it, you know, because I, I didn't have any argument, but I know what she was saying was true, but, you know, give me time, I'll get it together. How much time do you need? <laughs> I've known you for 40 years. <laughs> you know, but it's funny, but it's not, you know. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if I dwell on that, you know, it would be somewhat depressing, you know, but I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to dwell on the past. I'm looking forward to the things that are ahead, you know, because that's what I have to live, you know, with uh, not only in the moment, but I have to live in faith in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's some. Do you have questions? Yes, you have a question. Um, when I've watched you and gotten to know you over the last um, six years, uh, you impressed me as someone who has this well of love in them. And I hear that this evening in um, in how you're you're talking. Um, can you maybe talk uh, a little bit about um, how that how y your love for people where that comes from? Thank you. I will. Um, it was years ago. Uh, you know, they say God is love, and uh, I, they say God is love. That's God said He's love, right? God loves us. Uh, everything about God is love. Uh, you can't you can't find a moment where God doesn't love people, even the, even the world. The, God, the Bible says God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. You know, and and you think about it. You know, I heard a preacher say once, uh, you know, how many of your sons have you given? You know, He gave His Son. He had to love His Son, but He gave Him for us that we might be saved. So uh, I got this email address what 20, 30 years ago called No Greater Love. I read that in the book of John, you know, no greater love has any man than this. He laid out his life for his friend. That's what Jesus did. You know, he gave us his life, you know, for us to be free, for us to be saved, for us to enter into the kingdom, was the bottom line. And so um, I promised, you know, I made a promise to myself, actually. I won't say I promised God, but I said to myself, you know, everything within me is going to, you know, show the love of Christ. You know, show that people are, are, worth, are worth loving, even if they you know don't look like they are. So the, the thing is, it became a uh, it became a challenge to me because you know uh, people are not always easy to love, 
but you can't look at the surface. We have to look at the heart. You know, the heart of the matter is not to, I see your outside, but I see where you're hurting. I see where you want to, you know, to be healed, where you need to be healed, whatever it may be. So it's not all about, you know, the outside. I think what they used to say, what you see is not what you get. They really do it on the inside looking out. And that's true. You know, we know what we see is not always what we get. A lot of us put on, uh, most of us put on facades and faces, you know. But uh, the no greater love is that God sees us and, food and knows who we are, and he still loves us. So no greater love, you know. And it sort of irritates some people. Why do you always tell me these odd names and big names? I have another email address that made perfect in love. <laughs> <laughs> I read that in First John somewhere, you know. Perfected by love, you know. That's, I love that. It's like, yeah, I want to be that. So I put it on my email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
when that came, there came understanding or, or, or a better one. You see, my brothers are my heroes. Every single person that I love is a hero to me, and that includes all of them. And so he's like, this is the person when I would be in pain. This is one of the few people that would see the face and would just simply let me cry. I'm gonna do a Diana. I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> it's close to it. Because um, this is a person, and these are things I'm talking about when you talk about how you love. And he's not the only one. I, I, I have sensed this from this astounding love house and have experienced it over and over again. But I remember calling him when I moved to Southern California for a season because I was having sleeping issues and they, I had to go test and whatever. This man rented a car and came up, just drove on and, and you know came to stay with Raina while I had to do an overnight testing kind of thing. And then he turned around and went home the next day in a car that was inferior for the rental. He said the thing broke down at two o'clock in the morning and he had to speak to his commander. He's also, he has some of the funniest stories. He had a Volvo that caught fire. The engine caught fire. He said he got up, jumped out of the car, like getting ready to run. The Holy Spirit said, no, you better do something about that. Yeah. And he had to turn around and. Turn around, I spoke to him. I said, oh, no, you will not. And it went out. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to lift the hood, you know, I don't know what I was going to do, but I lift the hood. It had blown up, you know, in a, in a fix, but it, it went out. That's why I was like, word. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect the word. I, just, I heard Holy Spirit say, you can turn around, you can't run away. Your car's going to burn up. I drove that car home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he has all these type of stories like this. You know, he grew up in the South, and as he said, they never told you that there was going to be a funeral. You'd be sitting there in church, and they'd roll the casket. Yeah. Green, Greenleaf Baptist Church? There's a Greenleaf on TV now. Okay. Greenleaf Baptist Church. They, yeah, Sunday morning, you sit there. Nobody told you a funeral coming. Next thing you know, they roll the coffin down the aisle. <laughs> I'm like, what? I didn't like funerals. I didn't like dead people, you know? And, yeah, it was, it was a real, yeah. <laughs> I did not like funerals, but I still don't like funerals. I should say that. But. pray for people, then you know who, and you have what you ask for. You know, you have it. But as I said, yeah, he was my first evangelism partner. And uh, he was like, go ahead and do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Go ahead and do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Go ahead and do it. No, I'm not going to do it. You know, like, you know, can't even look him in the eye. But on the but opposite side, him. What? on the opposite side, she was the one I, I trusted in prayer. She could, you know, she taught me how to pray, really. So she, she was praying, you know, I called her my prayer cloth. You know, she, you know, I said, where'd she get this stuff? She told me she was praying Amplified, and I think she still does, really, you know. And I started looking at Amplified Bible, and I said, well, there's a lot of words. <laughs> I had trouble to remember the regular script to add all these words. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what, and she always, she's a faithful, faithful teacher. You know, she was the first one also that got me to dance, you know, I was Baptist, you know, we don't dance, we shout. Not dance. Oh, yeah. And men didn't even shout necessarily. Women shouted in the church, you know. Yeah, but uh, she told me, you know, one night in prayer meeting, you know, 
She told my daddy to cross this line. And I stood there looking at her, I wasn't crossing. <laughs> she pushed me. She pushed yeah, me. Yeah, I'm glad you said that really because I'm going to push you tonight too. But yeah, yeah it, so you know what I'm saying is, this is our history. This is our story in the house. But I wanted to say, it, it pushed me into freedom because I started yeah. jumping and, and dancing. Yeah, that's true, you did. So it pushed me into the spirit, what it is. Yeah, there were three of us that night. It was a our teacher for Glad Tidings School Evangelist. Yeah, and Nicole, and yeah, the child. Dorothy, yeah. And we, you know, we, we were doing these things. A lot of the stories that you hear us tell, historically, he was there. You know, he, he was also there um, with, and witnessed these things. Walking, the first time I ever did a, what they call the uh, uh, Jericho March kind of thing, mm -hmm. it was with him. And he got the breakthrough. I'm like, <laughs> how do you get these things to happen? You know, I was a literal one where it said, uh, put the word, mom would tell me, put the word on it, so I'd go get a Bible and mm -hmm. put the word on it. Because <laughs> that's what she said to do. So we were a little quirky. I've always thought, even though he's older, um, I've always thought <laughs> than me, um, <laughs> I've always thought of us as twins, in, in a sense, about certain things. Because we are all in this house Available, should be available to one another to go on big faith adventures. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not an exclusivity. It's whoever. Go on a faith journey with me. I have the prayer team that we go on adventures together because you see something in the Word and it's like, wow, let's see how this works. And I think it delights the Spirit of God. That's the supernatural, superhuman people that we are. And that's what I believe that we're called to be. So we've got a few more minutes. Um, I'm going to call for last questions, if there are any from New York or comments or any, anything else like that. But yeah, let's, let's talk about this other thing, too. If you have questions, go ahead, somebody. Okay. Um, just interrupt if you got them. One of the things, again, you... I, we're looking at an issue. This is uh, just how I set this up. You're looking at an issue. Um, your the financial uh, life, because nobody wants to try to live off of the retirement check. That's that's a controlled income, mm -hmm. and it, it controls your. Uh, it limits you, really. Okay, so you want that income to change kingdoms. You want your talents, your giftings, your abilities, and even what you do from 7 to 4.30, or whatever time you work, you want to change kingdoms. You want your work life, because we don't retire in the kingdom. We move into something else. We retire from something to move into mm -hmm. something else. We cease to do this, because now we're taking this on. Ephesians 2.10, what I was talking about there, is that God has for this season of our lives, and here we are in 2020 with all of the prophetic, the clarity, the, the abundant harvest, the supernatural, the breakthroughs, the financial, all of the things that are being said, which are true. So I'm saying to you, get your part. Get the, the initial instructions, if you will. Get the vision for what it is. Let what is in your heart, which the people here tonight have keyed in on, your compassion for others, 
your love for others, your faithfulness to visit people that are uh, have not been seen here, but he goes to see them. Uh, the things that you do behind the scenes are all a part of something bigger. And you're doing the initial works, but, but without the power. You understanding what I'm saying? You have authority and you have power. Dr. Baker talked about this on, on Sunday too, and I said, yeah, you have the exousia and you have the dunamis. You have the, the right and the expectation from the kingdom to be more. I don't know that people understand that, that when you're saying to them, do you know that when you are part of the kingdom of God, you're expected to be, to be more than what you've been, to soar, to expand, to be elevated, to be a solution and a and a delight and to have a good time while you're doing it. It's not a toil. You know, you, you're working, you're doing your kingdom thing, but here, the good works, that's what I'm talking about. God, what are the good works that you want to do through me that speak to this financial thing? How do I bring you into how do I change the kingdom? How do I change kingdoms here financially where I have been living this level and have done a little bit of hokey pokey one foot in kind of stuff? Because everybody wants to know, I think. And I think it's, it's we all have it. I think we're all tapping into it. I believe that, I, I know there's some things I'm seeing with Crystal that I, I, I believe is just like, wow, this is gonna be amazing. You know, same thing with you, um, Diana, and, and others as well. It's like. You follow this, this will be amazing. Same for you. Amazing. Okay? We bought the thing that the problem we have is that it doesn't seem grandiose. It seems so small. Well, it's a seed. That's why. It's a seed. So that's what I'm saying to you. That's what we want to see. And I'm giving you a time clock. Go ahead. Because we've got about. Ooh, <laughs> also, I wanted to say that you have. Is that better? Yes. Okay. You have such a humor that it seriously it warms people's heart. They start laughing, and you know how the word says laughter is like a medicine, mm -hmm. and it just comes out of you naturally. Because you're a storyteller. When you tell your, event, I mean, things that happen in your life, yeah. you just make it so every day. It's, I mean, I'm over here just chuckling because, and once I laugh, all those walls or whatever's there comes right down. So that's a beautiful gift that God yeah. uses through you. Yeah. Praise God. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have always thought of the gift, I don't, you know, and, and I can't say that. I've never seen it as a gift, but I, I see people laughing. I'm like, what is, what's so funny? And they're laughing because I'm talking. <laughs> so it's still a mystery to me, you know? That is true, but it breaks down all the barriers. They're laughing, even though, because it's funny. And then you're speaking, and it goes right into the heart. So I'm just letting you know that. And I pray that it this is, is healing for you tonight. You. Because I don't think you new people actually thought of you this way. Here. No, I, I can't say I did. 
So thank you all for your good uh, your compliment. And it's not compliments, it's true. We don't compliment. Yeah, I wanted to, since you see it. So it really is encouraging. I love you too. Well, today is Wednesday, the 15th of January. And I would like to see you back. Well, February is what the world calls the love month. <laughs> so why don't you come back on the 19th, Wednesday the 19th, mm -hmm. which is after, you know, because every day is a love day for us, so it will be after that, and come that day and talk, okay. testimonies are what we want, mm -hmm. that you did it, I want you to document it, I want you to prepare to be able to, to write it, because he's a good writer too and uh, that you're gonna be able to share things, anecdotes. We're, we're not looking for a how-to book, mm -hmm. but anecdotes. I'll even, I'll even, no, I still want your Kingdom 101, <laughs> but uh, I'll cut you some slack. <laughs> Give you an extra day. <laughs> okay, would you like that? Yeah. Any yes. questions, and anything that you all want him to include in that? Anything that comes to mind right now, anything that you want to know, because he's embarking on something, he's going to do it publicly, actually. It's, I mean, whatever he does, he's going to do, but we're going to get the benefit of it, because it's the powerful part for us, when he plants a seed, is the testimonies. The testimonies of what God has done. And I think a $1,000 IRS check unexpected. Anybody who gets a check from the Eternal Revenue says, that's a miracle. Come on. Okay. All right. Last quote, last time uh, for questions. Go ahead. You got more questions than I guess. Yes, <laughs> I, I, hope I that, love it. I hope that um, he um, searches and comes back with maybe something like some instruction that will help us be able to approach people in the loving way that you do, in the way that they respond to you and, and that draw people out. And maybe you can think about some of the things that you do that that come maybe come natural for you, but maybe it's something we need to learn. Okay. <coughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. You writing this stuff in? No, I'm not. Yeah, you can always watch this again. Anything else? Anything from New York? Diana, Sharon, everybody, Nicole, anybody else? So my heart is racing as you're talking. You know, like what the challenge is all like, okay, well, God's got it. It's a good challenge, Albert. And you know, the reason though, I because I thought about it, it's like, wow, I'm going to set him up. And the reason that it was so great was because it forces you, it forces us to pursue a truth. Mm -hmm. It forces us to pursue truth. You can't fake this. Mm -hmm. You can't even answer it. God answered it. So that's why it's like, wow. Um, I'm living this out in front of, this is the real reality. It's not TV, it's reality life. Mm -hmm. And and so the fact that you break through, because I have no doubt that, that that's precisely what we'll see, mm -hmm. um, increases, it, it, it will increase you, but it will increase the house. Yeah. It, it, it everything, because we're partners. Yeah. Yeah. See what I mean? 
as we're partners. So um, I, you got folks even from uh, Dallas, Texas. I think Pastor John was going to join us uh, tonight. He went. He, I don't know if y'all saw him say hi because he said he was going to say hi to oh, us. Okay. But he, he told him that you were going to be on. So you got brothers um, from all over. Um, you know, you got your brothers in Texas. You got your brothers in New York. You got your yeah. brothers from all over that are rooting for you to do this. And I'm very excited because I, I really do expect uh, to be gobsmacked. <laughs> okay. well, I believe your expectation will be fulfilled. Thank you. I like it. Yes. I'm excited too. All right, this is great. Okay, so I think that's really pretty much it for tonight. I, I really welcome you. I'm glad that you joined you. today. You did well. Thank you. Really yeah. I, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, wow, he's always sitting back there doing the sound. Never asked him to come talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sharon is going to have the other day, too. Anyway, so, um, but I want to thank you for being transparent tonight. I, I think that that's a great gift that you've given to us. Mm-hmm. That you've allowed us to see things about your life. You take a lot of flack. When you're in ministry, there's a lot of stuff, criticisms, uh, judgments, wrong thinking. People, everybody has an opinion about you. Um, people have varying degrees of respect or honor for each of us, and uh, it, it is what it is. It, it, and even that, people go, well, you know, you earn the honor. No, no, no. No, we actually don't. We give honor because God wants us to. And it's that simple. So you'll get the the sheep kisses and the sheep bites. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's lovely though, you know, because even within the house, you know, there like you said, there's different personalities, different people. But you know, it's it's really it blessed me because it it, it sharpens my sharpens me spiritually. I think because every time you want to speak back, you don't, you know, you can't. And so you have to love people and patience and compassion and all that. And I learned that from you guys. Like Dr. Baker, y'all make me strong. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I learned to love through you. It really, it's not, it's not, uh, what do you it's say? It's a choice. Yeah. It is a choice. It's a choice. So do you have anything else that you want to say to the people that are joining us online? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anything you want to say to Frederick or Carlito or I thank Patricia? Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to it. To share with you guys too, and, and I uh, desire your prayers that uh, I excel in this this uh, endeavor, this challenge. Because I well, know God's got it, but I still desire your prayers. It's letting the kingdom in. Yeah. No more passivity. Yeah. So for those of you that have joined us online and all of the rest of it, um, the challenge goes to you too. Even though he's the one that will be back on the 19th of February to talk about these kind of things. I'm challenging every single one of us to do the same thing, to pursue this and to get an answer to our Ephesians 2.10 question. You put me here to do your good works. So what are the good works that I'm, I want to, I choose to let you in. I choose not to hold, hold you back, God. This is what we're each saying, okay? Every person that is watching this, whether you watch this live or you catch us on the replay, I challenge you to do the same thing. Not the BA and your retirement, that's his personal assignment, <laughs> but you have in Ephesians 2, 10 good works at this season, this particular 
um, place in your life. And wherever you're dormant, wherever you're passive, wherever you're stuck, get unstuck. You do it by choice and by the word, by talking to the Holy Spirit, by reading what he directs you to read, and looking at this word, not only believing what God says, but discovering another aspect of your own life. Hey, I can do this. I can change kingdoms in the way I'm thinking. I can change kingdoms in the way I'm conducting myself. I can change kingdoms in how I think about my finances. I can change kingdoms in how I think about my health. I can change kingdoms in, how, in terms of how I think about my relationship. And when I change kingdoms, you know what happens? I cease to be me-oriented, and I become kingdom-minded. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Again, thanks to Minister Alfred Walfall for being a part of this. Next week, I will be attending a minister's meeting, but uh, the same time uh, that we typically do Kingdom 202, it will be the team of Cardaway and Kemp which is Diana Cardaway and Crystal Kim, who will be here. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. And in two weeks from now, when we are back, at least I'm back, what is that date? That will be the 29th. Um, our own Nicole Brown will be joining me at the table, and we're going to have another great conversation. So we bless you with God's astounding love. Uh, we are at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California. Our zip code is 95131. Our telephone number is 408-945-4439. What else do I want to tell you? Our website, www.astoundinglove.org. Um, the offerings, if you if you want to give into, uh, and you should, uh, sow into this and plant, uh, plant, then you can click the donate us, but uh, the donate button, or you can, um, if you do Zelle or any of those things, it's offerings at astoundinglove.org. If you want to ask questions, if you want to participate in the challenge, if you have uh, something that you want to say in a good way, uh, <laughs> you can contact us by way of, uh, by using those words. Contact us at astoundinglove.org. And so that's pretty much it. We're getting ready to receive the tithes and offerings. We're releasing the prayers of uh, love and of faith over you. We're speaking um, Thanksgiving to the veterans. As I said, we have a Navy veteran here, and we also we thank you, men and women, for the sacrifice that you give or, or the things that you have done for our country. We really appreciate uh, your service. We thank you for your service. We pray um, and we bless our president, uh, Donald J. Trump. We pray for our vice president. We pray for the Senate, for the for the uh, House of Representatives. We pray for all the branches of our government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. We speak that um, things change in the state of California and that all the lawlessness that you think that you're uh, going to expand, not on our watch, you're not. And so we decree and declare in the name of Jesus from the city of San Francisco all throughout up through the state, uh, through uh, the city of Sacramento, and every place in between or in, in the entire state of California, lawlessness will not prevail. The word of God and the truth of God is what prevails. Yeah. So when Diana gets over to the thing to get ready to turn it off, we'll be able to say goodnight. Um, I think other than that, <laughs> is there anything else that we needed to say? Um, 
No, really, I, I don't think so. I bless you with God's astounding love. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again to my brother, Minister Alfred Walthall, and the people here at Astounding Love. Oh, sure, come and join us on Sunday, 9.45 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. for Biblical Solutions for Life, Parts 1 and 2. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks.